all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. Good morning and thank you for tuning in to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at UMMC. And we've got two very exciting and important things to talk about today. We're going to be uh, celebrating National Mental Health Awareness Month. And then also, it is National Nurses Week, which is obviously something that I'm very excited about. And we're going to be celebrating nurses during this hour. So if you have a question or a comment about mental health, we're happy to answer those, as well as honoring the nurses in your life. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 877-672-7464. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Joining me in the studio today is Dr. Carl Mangum. He is also a nurse practitioner and faculty at the School of Nursing at UMMC. And his particular brand of nursing is psych mental health. So he is perfect to have on today to help us talk about National Mental Health Month, which does run the month of May. So happy to have you here with me today, Carl. Thank you very much for having me today. And you know, it pulls double duty because you're a nurse as well, and it is Nurses Week. Um, nurses Week happens every year, um, May 6th through the 12th, regardless of when the 6th falls. It just happens to fall on a Monday um, this year. And so we always enjoy celebrating nurses and uh, Nurses Week. So if you have stories about how nurses have impacted your life, or maybe a family member of yours is a nurse and you want to give them a shout out, and um, kind of a virtual hug. We're happy to take those um, stories today, as well as if you have questions about mental health issues, anxiety, depression, stress are some of the things that we're going to talk about today as well. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 and my email is fit at mpbonline.org. You can send them to me there as well. Now, um, Carl, uh, how long have you been a nurse? I've been a nurse uh, this coming uh, year will be 25 years. 25 years. Well, this year's a milestone for me as well. This is 15 years for me um, I, as I, a nurse. I remember them. I know because <laughs> Dr. Mangum was one of my instructors when I was in nursing school. And the thing um, I remember the most about um, you, it seems not very fancy, but you taught me how to make a bed. 
That is one of the first things I remember learning in nursing school, and you are the one who taught me how to do that. And to a lot of folks listening, you'd be like, so what? You know, like, I make my bed every day. There's a whole lot that goes into making a hospital bed the right way. Um, there's a whole lot that goes that your nurse is thinking about when they're making a bed um, as to where, what you're going to need to do in that bed, whether we're going to be getting you up and getting you out and moving you around a lot, whether you're going to be going to surgery, and the condition of your skin. Because folks that are not very mobile, if they're laying on wrinkles and ripples and all those kinds of things, that can cause skin breakdown. So it's a lot more than just making a bed. And I was uh, fortunate to have someone stand over me and make sure that I did it exactly correctly. And if I didn't, I had to unmake it and make it again. And uh, so, you know, I rebel by not making my bed at home, but I can make the heck out of a hospital bed with some perfectly mitered corners going on there. So if you guys have a story that you want to share about a nurse in your life, I'd love to hear those today. Um, it absolutely is one of my favorite um, favorite weeks uh, out of the year, getting to hear all the great things about um, nurses and how they touch folks' lives. Um, but we do want to talk about mental health issues as well. I know that you're very passionate about mental health and making sure that folks have the resources that they need and the information that they need um, to be taken care of. So this year's um, kind of theme for uh, Mental Health Month is really trying to connect um, the mind and the body because they're related even though in the past we tended to not think about them that way. It was just it was a mental health problem, and it was a, in your head, you know. That's right. And that's not right, right? <laughs> a lot of people uh, still think that way, unfortunately. And one of the big pushes uh, that we've um, done the past few years, and I know I do it with all of my students, um, is to let's get rid of the stigma of mental mm -hmm. health. Um, it's a brain disease. There's something going on there. And uh, just like we treat diabetes, heart disease, stroke, other things like that, uh, we really have to uh, put mental health in its perspective that it is a disease also. Mm -hmm. uh, I assure you, anyone that has ever had schizophrenia or bipolar or major depressive disorder have never wanted to have it, I assure right. you. And uh, if they could uh, just make themselves feel better, they would have already done that. Right. And um, so it's an illness, and, and we have to remember that. Yeah, you know, I see I see it a lot with folks, especially I work with a lot of people with anxiety disorders and stress disorders, and a lot of folks have told them, well, just stop worrying about it. Right. Well, dang, if they could stop worrying about it, they wouldn't be in the office to see me. You know, it's that's, much more complex that's a than very, that. That's a very common thing, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, most people don't realize that depression and anxiety are are kind of like teammates. They yeah. kind of go together. And although you may be, uh, have more of a case of depression with a little bit of anxiety, or you may have a whole lot of anxiety with a little bit of depression, they're, they're still teammates and they tend to go together. Um, and one of the, it's one of the largest things in the United States for missed work days is depression and or anxiety. Mm -hmm. And most people don't realize that. And um, it's, it's really getting big today when we're looking at it, especially with teenagers and young adults. Um, many of them don't have the coping skills that many of us older people, I'll just use older people, <laughs> um, may have had growing up and uh, it's difficult and a lot of uh, it's hard to get them to understand that there are better ways to deal with these issues mm -hmm. and um, we have to help them with that yep. all right let's go to the phone lines and talk with uh, Richard in Natchez good morning Richard good morning how are you thank you for taking my call absolutely thank you for giving us a call what can we do for you today hey I just wanted to give a shout out 
to all of the nurses at the Sonny Montgomery VA Medical Center. Uh, I'm a veteran. Uh, they have been taking care of me for years, and I just want to say I love them. Thank you for the great job, and thank you for all of your nurses. Well, thank you so much for that. I, I know that they will appreciate hearing that, and I will make sure if there's not any of those nurses listening today that they know all about that and that they know that you appreciate them because it's really that's what keeps us going is, is knowing that uh, we're able to help folks. Hey, that's what keeps us all going. It is. It is. Absolutely. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Richard. All right, guys, and if you have a shout-out that you want to give to a nurse that has touched your life in some way, we've got open lines, and that number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You were talking about depression and anxiety and how they kind of go together, and it's kind of like the chicken and the egg. Sometimes we don't know which one comes exactly. first, you know, whether um, it's the the anxiety and then, you know, it just wears you down to the point where the depression sets in, or if it, you know, vice versa on those types of things. Um, but most folks that I see have some component uh, of both, you know, things in there. And then almost everybody that, that I work with, that I come in contact with, has some degree of stress, mm-hmm. right? And stress, I think, um, is not taken quite as seriously as it should be. But stress, if not handled and managed appropriately, leads to depression and anxiety. That's right. And stress in, uh, in itself, um, unchecked, will lead to your early demise. Yes, yes. For sure. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the things that many people have different stressful things going on in their life. And um, you can't always look at someone and tell that they're stressed to the max, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. And it's one of the things that um, sometimes just a good, kind word um, or, hey, how's it going? And if they break down, you know, listen to them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just that good listening uh, techniques that we have come in really handy in dealing with people in everyday stress. Uh, one of the things that you know you alluded to earlier was the 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 mind and the body, and, and we really take it one step forward uh, of that mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And it takes all three uh, to have a healthy, happy life. And if any one of those three is out of balance, the other two suffer. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, a lot of people forget that that as the whole person. You have to think of mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've talked about the stigma with mental health. And you know, one of the things that I think perpetuates that is that you can't see the symptoms of mental right. health on the outside exactly. and, until they become quite advanced. Exactly. Um, but some of the things that we do see externally can be at least influenced or impacted by our mental health. So, I mean, we can see weight gain, right? right. And weight or gain weight loss. or weight loss, absolutely, can be tied to mental health. You know, folks who are, there are stress eaters who tend to overconsume things, and there are folks who completely lose their appetite whatsoever when they're going through some things like that. Um, high blood pressure and diabetes and all of those things also mm-hmm. are worsened by chronic stress, by anxiety, and by depression. So it, it's more than just a, a brain right. thing and, on the inside. And the other big thing that we see and that we um, ask everyone about is their sleep. Mm-hmm. And sleep is so important uh, for your just everyday health. 
Um, but it goes back to the three areas, body, mind, spirit. And if mm-hmm. you're not getting enough sleep, you can't function in any three of those at all. Yeah. And uh, so sleep is, is so important. It is very, very important. All right, we're going to go to Jackson and talk with Zach this morning. Hello, Zach. How are you? Doing good. How are you guys? Oh, we're great. great. What can we do for you today? I just wanted to show my appreciation to the nurses at the Hederman Cancer Center at Baptist Hospital in Jackson. Um, I suffered with Crohn's disease mm-hmm. for a while, and they were able to really make the treatments, which is weird to say, enjoyable, because yeah. I was able to be around so many awesome people. And they have me now five years in full remission. Fantastic. I'm so appreciative. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to hear that you're doing better, but I'm also super glad to hear that you were able, while not going through something you would ever want to go through, the nurses were there to make it, you know, as as enjoyable, as pleasant as it could be for you. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for that call this morning, Zach, and I know all the nurses listening are appreciative as well. Thank you all. Thank you. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to some more of our callers. And if you want to give us a call today, that number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one 672 We'll be back after the break. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me today is Dr. Carl Mangum. We are both nurse practitioners at UMMC. And while I am family-focused in lifestyle medicine, Dr. Mangum is psych mental health. And so we are talking about mental health today as part of National Mental Health Month. And we are also celebrating National Nurses Week. And we've had some great callers already who have shared some um, awesome stories about the nurses that they are thankful for um, in their life. And we're happy to hear those today. We're also taking questions about um, mental health and stress, anxiety, and depression today. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring if you would like to hop on and talk with us today. If you'd prefer not to be on the air, you can email me at fit at mpbonline.org, and I'm happy to answer your question or share your story that way. All right, let's go straight on to the phone lines. We've had somebody hanging on for us for a little bit and talk with John. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I am doing better than I deserve. What can I help you with today? Well, I was just a listening, and I'm an old Korean veteran, and uh, I went into service when I was 16. I'm, I'm American Indian. I was born mm-hmm. on the reservation. Okay. And I spent two and a half years in the VA mental hospital in Murfreesboro, and I had some mighty good nurses, and they called me every night about 8.30 to make sure that I take in my medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live by myself. I live alone. I transplanted from Tennessee to Mississippi. And so, and I just 
listening, and I said, well, I need to talk to some of them people. That's right. We're glad you did. And no, we, no. we'd like to say thank you for your service, absolutely. too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I attempted suicide four times, mm. and it, it kept me on the watch all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it wasn't easy. And I was raised, you know, with the Indians and white people, so I wouldn't, didn't know my mother or father or nobody. Mm-hmm. I worked in the coal mine in Appalachia, and, and so one morning we went down to the recruiting station, me and we were raised together, me and the man's brother, I mean son, mm. when he was 16, he was 17, but they took us anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for the things that you've gone through, but I'm so glad that there were some nurses there, and I'm sure other health care providers that were there to help uh, walk beside you and, and get you to a better place. Yeah, they, they take care of me. They calls me, and I got appointment tomorrow to go see the therapist and, uh, and everything, and I go to Jackson. They said it's better for me to be, instead of being in the hospital, uh, you know, be by myself. Mm. So I got a little activity. I do my garden, and I got some chickens, you know. All right, so you got something to take care of. Something yeah. to stay busy with, that's and that's right. that's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't want to hold y'all up. I just I just share that with you. I'm, I was born on, on the Indian Reservation in Cherokee, North Carolina. And I was raised practically everywhere, all over northern Alabama and Florida and everywhere. So didn't get no schooling, don't have no schooling, didn't go to school, don't know what a schoolhouse looked like. But the good Lord been good to me. Well, well, thanks for that, and thank you for giving us a call today. All right, and good luck with your appointment tomorrow. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys, um, that was another great caller sharing their appreciation for nurses, and we're happy to take those calls today as well as any calls that you may have related to uh, mental health um, uh, issues, problems, or just overall um, staying healthy and well. Um, that number's one eight seven seven mpb ring All right, uh, Carl, he brought up something very um uh, timely because one of the themes for um, Mental Health Month is um, both work-life balance as well as social connections and recreation and how those impact your overall health. So he said he had a garden and some chickens that he was taking care of. But, you know, it's really whatever you enjoy, right? Correct. It's, it's whatever, um, as Mama used to say, whatever uh, makes your soul well. Oh, uh, what, what, whatever is good for your soul. And uh, it can be many different things to many different people. And and just because your friend or relative does one thing doesn't mean that have to has to be your thing. We do encourage people to find some type of hobby, and I use the term hobby loosely, but something that they're interested in that, that keeps their attention and then most importantly, they enjoy. Um, Gardening is is definitely one of them. Uh, others may be watching grandchildren. Mm-hmm. It may be um, playing cards. It could be many, many different things. Uh, but we do encourage you to do that. And we encourage you to stay in contact with someone close, either a family member or a good friend. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that's important that uh, all of us really need someone to talk to. I know that sounds so simple to most people, but it really is. We need someone that we can uh, tell our secrets to and our issues or problems or our, just our daily stressors. 
uh, and be able to share that with them and someone to help share that load so you alone don't have to do that. And, um, we, you know, we encourage everyone to have someone like that. And if you don't, uh, there are plenty of places that you can go. There are, are um, churches is definitely one mm-hmm. of them that I would uh, recommend. Um, many of those here in the deep south, there's one on every corner. There is. There's not so, one on this corner. Just uh, turn around and look at the next that's one. That's right. Just 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 go a little bit further and there'll be one. Um, but we definitely encourage you to have uh, someone to talk with, um, even if you have to do it over the phone or by, you know, electronic things now mm-hmm. where you can see them, which is great. Um, but we do encourage that to have some uh, contact with someone. And if you know of someone, a relative, a neighbor or a friend that that you know is older and may not have a lot of family or friends around, uh, why don't you reach out to them and say, hey, just calling to check on mm-hmm. anything you need today. How are you feeling? Um, is there anything I can get for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, those types of things. Um, and it, we don't have to wait on the person to reach out. We need to be reaching out to others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking about things that are hobbies, sometimes even the word hobby can seem kind of daunting right like, like extra work right or like i'm not good at anything right like because we think about hobbies we think about dancing like and some people have 14 left feet you know and and they don't enjoy that or you know sewing they may not be able to do that um you know just different hobbies tend to be this big insurmountable thing but it didn't have to be that way you know i've um had you know problems with anxiety in the past and one of the things that worked well for me was puzzles Mm -hmm. Um, because puzzles um, you don't have to be necessarily that sociable with doing a puzzle you can do it right by yourself you know and it occupies the mind because with anxiety it's like your brain is trying to figure out a puzzle um, but the pieces don't fit and so you just kind of keep ruminating over the pieces in in your head and trying and, and it worse. gets worse and worse and worse i say it has worry babies in there and you have more and more worry and more and more anxiety and so if we can redirect the energy that the mind is spending on the worry and the anxiety into something else it kind of shuts down that that stress response to the worry doesn't necessarily take the worry away, but right. you don't get necessarily that spike in adrenaline and cortisol and all those things that happen. And so puzzles can be a great way to do that. And luckily, you know, puzzles are uh, pretty cheap. You can get them at the dollar store, yep. you know. And, you know, I usually keep um, multiple levels of puzzles, right? You know, I've got like the 50-piece puzzle. So if I've just got like, uh, you know, an hour or so to spend, and then, you know, I've got the 500-piece puzzle that I can spend, you know, some additional time with on there. I do not do the 1,000-piece puzzles because I feel like that would just increase my stress and anxiety, and I would throw it across the room. Um, but, you know, puzzles are also enjoyable to do with others. You know, I do them with yeah. my kids, um, just trying to keep them off of their electronics and, and keep their little brains busy. Um, but, you know, drawing can be a another one and you don't have to be good at it you know it doesn't have to look like a a masterpiece just doodles and drawing or writing and journaling all of those things can help um, help with the anxiety help with the the stress uh, as well we do have um, a couple open lines if you want to join us today our number is 1-877-MPB-RING it's 1-877-672-7464 
1-800-273-7464. My email is fit at mpbonline.org. We've been talking about mental health today, as it is uh, May, which is National Mental Health Month. And we've also been celebrating um, nurses today um, because it is National Nurses Week now, um, the 6th through the 12th. So if you know a nurse in your um, family or your circle of friends, even if you don't want to give a shout out on the radio, just give them a pat on the back and tell them I appreciate what you're doing uh, because it is a super hard job to be a nurse. Um, You know, nurses um, year after year after year are recognized as uh, the top profession as far as trust trust mm-hmm. and we're very grateful for that we work very hard um, to make sure that um, we are there for whatever the individual needs and can be trusted and I think we've heard that in the callers today that you know the nurses have been there for them at the worst times in their life um, to support them in whatever way they they can and that's that's really what it's all about you know uh, I've had folks who've called me um, that, you know, I've taken care of them in the past and they call to apologize for uh, how mean they were. <laughs> and, you know, most nurses we know, you know, we're seeing you probably at one of the worst times uh, in your life. And so, you know, I don't ever take it to heart when someone is, is less than pleasant um, uh, to uh, to me as a nurse because that that's part of it, right? And, right. and nurses we, don't judge you. We, we understand and, and we do know that you're probably one of the worst parts of your life or a, a family member's life and mm-hmm. you're going through some really tough stuff and you're not thinking clearly, you're not thinking straight. Uh, we understand that. Yeah. Uh, it's all about getting you better and getting you back home mm-hmm. to to your family and to your friends. Yep, and a fussing at me makes it a little bit better for that moment. I'm okay to take yeah, that. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. All right, we're going to go over to Flowood and talk with Bill this morning. Hello, Bill. Hello. How are you? I am doing great, and I'm glad y'all are. And I just want to give a shout out. Uh, I want to echo first off uh, what they've said about the nurses at the VA. Oh, good. I've been going to the VA for about 35 years now, and uh, I'm retired from the army. And uh, I've got an appointment tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And I've had nothing but the kindest, most courteous treatment from those nurses over there. It's beyond belief. That's excellent. I'm so glad to hear that. But I also got a, a, a special shout-out. Uh, I had a good friend that we lost earlier this year, Virginia Lee Cora. Oh, I know, Dr. Teacher. Cora. I knew you were yeah. there. And she is so missed, but she touched so many lives. She did. That, yes. that, that's the personification of a nurse. I agree wholeheartedly. Dr. Cora was an amazing human being, an amazing nurse, um, and I am very privileged to have gotten to know her and work a little bit with her and learn from her. Yep, the same The same goes for me. Yep. All right, thank you. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. If you want to uh, give us a call and hop on the air with us today, that number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. When we come back from the break, I'm going to share some more nursing stories as well as some more tips for mental health awareness.
Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me today, Dr. Carl Mangum. And we're both nurse practitioners at UMMC. And we've been talking about mental health awareness today because uh, May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. And we've also been celebrating nurses today because it is National Nurses Week. And my sweet little nurse heart is super happy at all of the stories that we have heard um, this morning about how nurses have impacted your life. So if you would like to share some more um, about that, or if you have a question or a comment related to mental health, our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring and my email is fit at mpbonline.org. I'm happy to get your emails that way. All right, we're going to go straight to the phone lines so that we don't keep Miss Sandy waiting. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Sandy. Yes, I was calling to see if you have any information that you could share about the um, stress hormone. Okay. Anything in particular about stress hormone or just... Well, how, how and when is it released and how can you make it stop? How can you make it <laughs> stop? It can, it, it can get overactive from what I've researched. It can get overactive. All right, uh, Dr. Mangum. So stress hormone, I would imagine we're talking about cortisol. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. And so tell me about when cortisol is released, Dr. Mangum. Cortisol can be released um, when you're having issues going on that uh, overstimulate your brain Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of, um, um, let's say, the best best way to look at it is just the overall stress uh, response. Mm -hmm. Uh, You hear the fight or flight. Um, and uh, that's the the main thing. So if you're stressed out about something and you stay in fight or flight mode, your body's continually to make that and pump mm-hmm. it out. And then that's what causes you to have the physical issues uh, when you're um, on alert uh, right. all the time, all the time. For, or for a set period of time. Yeah. And that's where the issue uh, comes in. Yeah. So, you know, the fight or flight response, which is a release of that stress hormone, of course, served a purpose in the past when you know we might have needed to run away from things that were chasing us or trying to eat us or any of those types of things and then you know they have a purpose now as well um you know they kind of alert you to danger give you a little extra um amount of energy to um handle whatever that issue is you know if it's if it's something that's causing you danger um keeps your reflexes fast but when it lasts outside of a um a set time, you know, a a short short duration of time, because our bodies weren't built to handle that degree of stress for a long period of time. Not only does it, you know, do some things to us inside of our body with exposure to that level of stress hormone, but it also just flat wears you out mentally because just like Dr. Mangum said, you're kind of on, you know, you're on alert um, when you're doing that. So some of the things we've talked about um, today as it relates to stress management um, help to kind of shut that fight or flight down. You know, one of the things that I use a lot is distraction and redirection, um, which is kind of what I was talking about with the puzzle or other activities like that. Um, One thing that I get folks to do um, when they feel um, kind of a surge in that that stress hormone, and, and what do I mean when I say I feel that? Well, for a lot of folks, it's, you know, their heart rate speeds up, they start to breathe a little bit faster, or they get that kind of, um, 
weird feeling in your stomach. You know, some people call it butterflies in your stomach, but I feel like it just feels like wildebeests running around in there. I don't know. They're not butterflies in my stomach. One, one common way the people know how it feels, at least for adults that are drivers, is if you're going down the interstate and all of a sudden a highway patrol person shows up uh, out of the blue and uh, you may or may not be going a little over the speed limit. We'll leave it at that. But um, and then you, you just feel your heart racing. You, you start sweating. Um, and, and that's just how it feels. Mm-hmm. But imagine having that going on prolonged period of time right. instead of just those few seconds or a few minutes. Um, and then that's where it causes the issues. Mm-hmm. Or even in relationship to something you can't point to at all. You know, there are right. folks where um, there's not even anything they can put their finger on that is causing panic that. Disorder. Yeah, panic yeah. disorder just kind of happens. So the, the, the technique that I was talking about um, is called um, the five senses te- uh, uh, exercise. And it's one thing that I use a lot for folks because it doesn't require them to find a quiet room or dark room, things like that, which is oftentimes what we are teaching to folks when we're teaching them how to do, you know, uh, mindfulness or meditation or those types of things. Five senses can be done absolutely anywhere. And so when I feel when someone feels themselves becoming anxious or feel that stress level increasing, I ask them to just look around and try and find five things that they can see at that particular time. Um, you know, if we were doing it right here in this booth, I'd be like, well, I see Carl and I see the blue microphone. I see my phone line. I see my bright, hot pink pencil and I see a box of Kleenex. Right. Then, you know, what are four things um, that I can touch? Right. So, again, going through those things, I can touch my phone. I can touch my book so on and so forth. What are three things I can hear? What are two things I can smell? And what is one thing that I could taste? And it doesn't matter what any of the things are that you find during that exercise. But at the end of it, it's kind of um, taking your mind away from the worry and refocused it on to something else. Um, very similar to maybe a guided imagery type uh, of um of technique, which I know you've done a lot of guided imagery stuff. The first day of nursing school, I believe, you had us do um, a guided imagery exercise yes, like, as well. I like using the broom and, yes. and, and sweeping away that stress that you have. Right. Uh, there are a couple of medical issues. Uh, one um, for the hyper uh, cortisol would be the Cushing syndrome. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that's the hypo, which is Addison's mm-hmm. disease. And so there are some medical conditions that can uh, be part of that. And of course, we would refer you to your uh, primary care provider uh, to get those checked mm-hmm. on if it's something that's um, mm-hmm. a, an issue. Yeah, as well as um, our mental health providers as well. You know, I really find that the best treatment for folks who are having increased anxiety is a combination of um, some type of therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, which just changes the way you think about the stress, as well as maybe a medication, not for a long period of time necessarily, um, but something to kind of stop the cycle of the worry right, and the anxiety right now so that you can get um, a better handle on how to deal with that. All right, Sandy, I hope those helped you out a little bit. If it certainly did, and I appreciate your time. You're so welcome. Thank you for giving a, us a call today. All right, we're going to go on and talk with um, Wayne in uh, Kemper. Good morning, Wayne. How you doing? We're doing great. How can we help you today? Okay, um, I bet, you know I suffer from that uh, constant anxiety. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, this is the first time I've heard of that uh, that stress hormone. Mm-hmm. And it seems like because I have a, a medical issue, I have MS. Okay. And I've also been, and I know that's messes with their brain function, mm-hmm. you know, other than just mobility. Right. And um, there's also... <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this is the MS kicking. I'm, I'm sort of stuttering right That's now. okay. My mother has multiple sclerosis, so I am quite used to her kind of having trouble finding words sometimes. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I guess the basic question is, is what kind of medications address that hormone in particular? Because I also have a thyroid issue. All right. I'm going to turn it over to, to Dr. Carl because I know he knows all about all these medicines. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have multiple issues going on with the MS and with the hyperthyroidism. Uh, wow. Those alone would be enough to um, cause some of the issues that you're talking about. Um, and so uh, I would want, with that many things going on, I don't have a specific answer for you mm-hmm. because uh, I don't know your history and all mm-hmm. that. But definitely talk with your provider about um, uh, maybe checking those levels uh, to see where you're at. But you have multiple issues that are working on the same systems. And okay. um, now, so here, here, I guess this is more of a... Uh, the procedural or practical problem, uh, but I've had many blood tests, mm-hmm. and but I don't know how to interpret the results. Well, okay. So at one point, I was told I'm taking two medications, mm-hmm. and at one point, I was told there is one that potentially I'm taking too much of, okay. and I'm also taking another one I'm I'm potentially taking uh, not enough of. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out who can tell me, because I haven't really been able to get an answer uh, so far from my uh, first, uh, what do you call them, uh, primary care Your provider. primary care, okay. Yes, it's been very, I don't know, I don't get a clear answer of increase this or, or decrease that. It's just take these two. Mm. Okay. Take these two, I've been on them for a long time, and it hasn't helped at all. Right. I, I think it's time for a uh, a meeting <clears throat> with your primary care <laughs> provider right. to say, hey, I don't understand. You right. need to explain to me what's going on here. Um, you, you're saying one thing about one medicine and one thing about another medicine. I need to know what you're thinking and what are the plans for the future. Um, am I going to take this medicine the rest of my life? Is this a medicine I need for six months? Is this a medicine I'm going to take just for a few weeks? Um, and Ask those questions mm, about you your Because you have the right to those answers. Yes. Um, yes. It, now, now what, what kind of, uh, I would say, maybe specialist mm-hmm. would I, because, I mean, I think I've exhausted my available options with the primary care provider. Okay. So with the two conditions that you've mentioned, you know, a neurologist, um, in particular one that specializes in multiple sclerosis, um, would be an excellent place to start. As far as thyroid stuff, which sounds a lot like what you're talking about, like a little bit too much of this medicine, not enough of this medicine, would be an endocrinologist, um, are are the ones that usually specialize in... um, in uh, hormone level stuff, which is what's going on with the thyroid. Um, uh, so, so endocrinology would be um, the best 
uh, spot or best person there. Of course, UMC has plenty of those. There are lots out in the community as well. We had someone on from um, Metabolic Medicine in Mississippi a couple weeks ago. Um, but you should be able um, to ask, you know, your local hospital who, you know, what are the endocrinologists in the area there? If you have trouble finding one, you can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org, and I'll be happy to try and find some in your area or point you to some um, here in the metro that specialize in, in thyroid disorders in particular. Um, but those would be the two specialties I would start with. And then just always remember, if you're not happy with your primary care provider, it's okay to, to find another one. You know, you know, we never like to, to think about that, but it's your health and you want a partner in your health. So if you need, yeah, you know. A lot of times uh, location has a lot yeah. to do with it too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I hope those things helped a little bit. You can always email me. I'm happy to get you some more information if you need it, okay? Yes, I might do that. Cause sure. I, I think right now I definitely need to talk to an endocrinologist. Okay, perfect. That, Thank you. You're so welcome. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take the last break of the hour. So now is the time. If you have a burning question about mental health or you want to honor a nurse, go ahead and give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be back in just a few. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Josie Bidwell. Joining me today is Carl Mangum. We are nurse practitioners at UMMC, and therefore we are celebrating Nurses Week, and we've had lots of great callers with their stories about nurses in their lives. We've also been talking about mental health uh, as part of May's National Mental Health Awareness Month, and we've been taking uh, your calls today for that. And we are going to go quickly over to the phone lines and talk with Janet in Starkville today. Hello, Janet. Oh. Yes, I just wanted to give a shout-out to that nice man who called who mm-hmm. was Native American and mm-hmm. didn't really know his heritage. I had the impression he didn't know his relatives, mm-hmm. and so I was just going to suggest the DNA test. That's all. It's just a practical thing. not Right, like an ancestry test. Yeah, yes, and if he doesn't have the funds to do it, he could go to his local library, and I am sure he could find a librarian who would help him do some research? Well, no, it would help him set up a GoFundMe. Ah, mm-hmm. gotcha. I didn't even think about that. Those are both excellent suggestions there, Janet. Just the practical idea. They are. All right. All right. Have a very good day. Thank you, Janet. That's some great information there. All right. I want to take a few moments. I've gotten a lot of um, messages coming in uh, on social media this morning about um, nurses in folks' lives. And this one in particular plays right into our um, other discussion about mental health. So I had someone who uh, messaged me this morning and said, 
I vividly remember Dr. Ann Norwood. And so uh, Dr. Norwood is a nurse practitioner at UMC as well, faculty in the School of Nursing. And it says she remembers her lecture about the postpartum body and the changes that take place. I recall her personal story about postpartum depression. I had it bad after my first pregnancy and then extra bad after my second pregnancy with twins. God put her in the home goods store in Madison at the same time as me during that last wretched battle to remind me that I could win the war with postpartum depression and thrive. So that is a great story today about um, a nurse's influence, uh, not even in the healthcare setting. So this was in a store somewhere in the middle of town um, because nurses never turn it off. You know, we've always got the nurse hat on, um, so to speak, and we're always uh, there to help. I had another person who sent a message and said, They're a first-generation college graduate with a very non-traditional background, uh, attended school by way of scholarships, Pell Grants, and working full-time on the weekends. Um, Often doubted that she could finish college, but Mary Stewart, who's actually um, the interim dean over at the School of Nursing right now, taught her very first class of nursing school. And she remembers being so impressed. She was so well put together, organized, um, well-spoken, and kind. She inspired me to not only finish nursing school, but to become a nurse educator. Ironically, she later became my boss and was the chair of my dissertation committee. It's weird how that happens, how life just turns around and comes back full circle on you there. And it's uh, it's pretty awesome when those types of things happen. Yes, it is. Um, and I would like to give a shout out to all three of my daughter-in-laws who are RN. Andriana, who is in California, um, Jessica, who's here. I actually taught Jessica in nursing school, uh, and no, I didn't put them together, uh, <laughs> in case anybody's wondering. Uh, other friends did that. And uh, and Angela, who uh, also became uh, Angela and Andriana, both became nurses after they married my sons. So I'm hoping I had a little bit of a little bit of something in uh, there on that. And I have uh, several cousins that are nurses throughout the state of Mississippi. And just a, a big shout out how much I love them and, and proud of them. Absolutely. All right. We're going to go quickly to the phone lines. We're almost out of time. And here from Linda in Port Gibson. Good morning, Linda. Hi. Hi, how are you? Uh, let me turn my radio off. Okay. Okay. I'd like to send a special shout-out to all the nurses in the Port Gibson and Utica area. Well, we're, we're so glad that you did. Anything in particular that they've helped you with? Or they're just awesome? They're awesome. They're awesome. And uh, some of my classmates, and, you know, they're, they're really... They're really awesome. They've helped me through difficult times, you know. So, again, I'd like to send a shout-out to all of it. Well, we've got it. We hear you loud and clear, and we hope there are some Utica and Port Gibson nurses listening. But I'll make sure and, that the, the message is out there as well. So thank you for giving us a call this and morning. And I also have a nurse sister-in-law. Oh, fantastic. She, she's in Laurel. Her name is Eva. I'd like to send a shout-out to her, too. All right. Well, happy Nurses Week, Eva. Thank you for your call today, Linda. All right. All right. Well, we have had such a good time uh, honoring nurses today. And, it, it, you know, really, we don't do it for the the thanks and for the honor. And um, But it never hurts to hear a thank you. You know, uh, what I hear, um, what I've heard from family and You know, even postings on social media is like, what do I get the nurse in my life? You know, uh, just a big fat thank you. That's really just all we're, you know, all we need. 
um, is that. And I've got just one quick memory. When yeah. I was back in nursing school, back a couple of years ago, like 25, um, I had an elderly lady and her daughters were in the room with her. And I'd been taking care of her for two days in school. And uh, my instructor came in at the end of the shift, of course, to ask how things went right. and how I did. And uh, she looked up at my instructor and said these words. Well, I'll tell you, he's as good as a woman. And so I took that as the biggest compliment that, that I could think of at the time. And I still think about that 25 years later yeah. that uh, I felt uh, really privileged to be able to help mm -hmm. take care of that lady. Mm -hmm. uh, but those were, I thought, kind, supportive words that uh, she gave me. And that, I'll always remember great. that. Yeah, that, so. those are some great words there. And, you know, I've been lucky enough on, on my Facebook feed today to be getting some lovely comments from folks I've taken care of in the past. And, you know, it. What I want the, the public to know is it is absolutely an honor and a privilege yes. to care for um, folks as a nurse. It is a incredibly difficult job, but there is not a single one out there, a single job out there that I would rather have than um, being a nurse. It is something I that I'm totally. thankful for every single day, even when it's hard, even when you're tired, even when you just sit in your car and cry because something might not have gone the way you thought it should. It is, like I said, an absolute honor and privilege to be um, be with you in uh, when you're sick and in, in the wellness piece to that as well. So I want to thank all of our callers today for sharing your stories and your appreciation of the nurses in your life and for asking some great some great questions some great questions about mental health today if you didn't get your question in you can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org thank you dr mangum for joining me today thank you and remember guys that southern remedy is on every weekday at 11 so you can tune in and hear your favorite doctor and ask them any questions you have and i'll be back next week with another guest and another topic you've been listening to southern remedy healthy and fit on mpb think radio i'm dr josie bidwell have a great week Thank you.